I'll be able to announce tonight that Brother Thomas is going to come forward and he's going to bring forth the devotion. Would you please welcome Brother Thomas? Everybody good tonight? Have a good day? You know, uh, we recently, uh, I guess last week, uh, we finished our sixth week of the uh, Connect class. And uh, we really enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was really good. Uh, talking about the articles of faith. Um, sharing about the history of the church. Uh, the first week, uh, Melody uh, shared. I tell you, she is uh, a superwoman. And she's laying up treasures in heaven. Susan shared two weeks. You know, I've received every time she's ministered. And uh, Rhonda, you know, she shared the third week or the fourth week. And she's just got a militant spirit about her. Amen. Like, come on, devil. And uh, really enjoyed. Uh, Terry Fawn ministered uh, the last week, and she was sharing about the church history. And uh, she was so emotional about sharing. There was several times she just kind of broke and I got real tickled. She said, uh, I don't want you to think that I'm a fan of our pastor, but I'm a fan of our pastor. And I just, uh, I just laughed. I seen her the next day. I said, you're just a big whiny baby. <laughs> just teasing her. Um, I learned a lesson. Don't be teasing the pastor. <laughs> um, I, I was teasing Pastor Kent. And uh, trying to anyways. And uh, I thought I was going to get crucified by the people that was uh, uh, around him. You know, none, none of them said anything, Pastor, but I seen it in their eyes. <laughs> and uh, it, it was, uh, my wife always said, you know, David, when you uh, make a joke or something, after you're done, you need to tell them that it's a joke so they can laugh. <laughs> <laughs> One of the weeks that, and I feel I've really got to share this before we get into the word tonight. But one of the weeks um, Susan shared out here, and we were in the Connect class, and I listened online, and she shared about uh, some insecurities, uh, things that she had dealt with in her life. And how that she overcame. And just recently, I have, I don't know how many people I have heard um, that have situations in their life, inward struggles within their life. How many of you believe it? God wants us to have victory over this? 
I mean, we can do all things through Christ. We're more than overcomers through Christ that strengthens us. And, uh, you know, I could really relate to her message. I, I know there, in my personal life, I've, I've had insecurities and things in my life. And I remember years ago, we were bringing, there were several pastors got together and we were bringing in, trying to bring in John Kilpatrick to come to our Coliseum. And after we had the meeting and everything, we got to talking to one another and we got to sharing different things. And, you know, I had, uh, I had dealt with a spirit of fear where it just come over me and just try to take over. You know, some people might understand that. Some people might not understand that. But I shared that with them pastors and we prayed. You know, there is such power in prayer. I heard a, a dear sister not too long ago. I've known her for years, love her uh, to life. And she says, I've never told anybody this. And she told me a, a, a confidential thing. And you know what that did? It just, it, it, with the love of God in our hearts, it ushers us into intercessional prayer for people. And I heard a, a a couple of people here in church. I, I heard one not too long ago says, I've never told anybody and I've seen her spirit break. And I've been praying for her. I was talking to a pastor about this. You know, in, in James, it talks about, is any among you afflicted? Let them pray. And, and this whole chapter right here, or a lot of this chapter right here is talking about the power of prayer. Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing with oil in the, in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Then it says in verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It accomplishes much. It's powerful. The Message Bible says the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. So, you know, I, I, I really felt in my spirit, and I was talking to Pastor about this. You know, if, if you have inner struggles within, you know, find, find somebody that you can talk to, that you can rely on. You know, I'm not telling you to come and cast it all upon these pastors. Let them, let them do the work of the ministry and focus on that. But there are, there are strong spiritual men and women in this church that you can, God will lead you to someone and you, you know, the power of prayer is powerful. And you can get victory over these things. Amen. So I felt to share that tonight, and you just never know what's going on in the life of, of people. Amen? All right, I want to, I want to, I've got a word tonight. You know, we're, we're believing here at the church. We're believing for revival. We're believing for God to do something powerful. How many of you can say amen? I want to, I want to talk just a little bit tonight about uh, being prepared. What I'm sharing tonight, 
I believe is uh, it will help us and remind us uh, to be prepared because when that happens, we need to be prepared for what takes place. How many of you can say amen? You know, I pray for all churches. I pray for this church, but I pray for other churches. If we're believing God for a mighty move of God, how many of you know this church isn't going to be big enough to hold everything? God doesn't want anybody to perish. And we need to be praying for all the churches in, in our community and the surrounding areas and the pastors uh, in our community. I believe that that is what God would have us to do. We are the family of God. Amen. So tonight I want to minister, and, and I believe this is a, a word of preparation uh, just to remind us, and it's entitled, I'm going to entitle this message tonight, Partake, uh, uh, Partakers of the Divine Nature. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but we are called to be partakers of his divine nature. Literally, God wants us to demonstrate the very nature of God. You know, our God is a God of faith. How many of you know he created everything, spoke it into existence? He said, let it be, and it was. He's a, he's a God of faith, and he gave unto all of us the measure of faith. We're to live by faith. We're to be partakers of the very nature of God. Pastor was talking Easter Sunday about holiness. Our God is a holy God. And we're to be holy people. Be holy even as, as he is holy. God has called us to be the partakers of, of his holiness. God is love. And we're going to talk about this a little bit. Romans 5, 5, it talks about how that the love of God was, was shed abroad in our hearts. It's a powerful thing to think about being partakers of that very divine nature. If, if you have your Bibles tonight, I'd like you to turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to read verses 1 through 10. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of, of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Listen carefully. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. How many of you could say amen? That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, unto patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, 
and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is, is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. I love this. For if you do these things, you shall never, never fall. Think about the very, the, the very fact that he's given unto us everything that we have need of for life. What, what type of life? It's Zoe life, the God kind of life. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And he gave us everything that we have need of concerning life and godliness. And his exceeding great and precious promises, by them we can be partakers of that divine nature. Glory to God. In uh, Romans chapter 5, if you'll turn to Romans chapter 5 with me. What are we talking about tonight? We, we're really talking about uh, preparing for what God will do and what we're believing for. Because I believe that the, the nature of God operating inside of us is one of the, the most powerful witnesses that we can have to the world. In, in Romans uh, 5, it talks about the, uh, God's love shed abroad in our hearts. But I want to read verses 1 through 8. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by grace, by faith, uh, into in this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that is given to us. You know, you know uh, the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. We're to, we're to be led as sons and daughters by the Spirit. But let me, let me drop this in your spirit as well. Love can lead you. The love of God inside of you will lead you. It'll lead you to do many things. It's, it's literally operating in the the very mind of Christ, not thinking always about self, but thinking upon the things of others, letting that mind operate in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Love can lead us, church. Love has to lead us. Amen? I, I was talking to a pastor. He was coming back from um, Cape. And he made a statement. He said, you know, loving people is just, it's, it's just flows natural. And I, and I want to say, you know, it ought to be natural for us because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. You can, you can, you can increase in faith. 
faith can increase and your love walk can increase. Amen. And should. Really, it should. So the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. For when we were yet without strength in, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, and scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preventure for a, a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth or demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He showed and proved his love for us while we were unworthy. While we were still in our sins, Christ died for us. He operated in that very nature that we're to operate in, that we're called to operate in. You know, in uh, 1 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians 13, we're going to look 1 through 8. It really, it defines for us the God kind of love that's inside of us. And, and I want to tell you this, it's a tall order. When you look at God and you look at uh, the God kind of love, the agape kind of love, the unconditional love that, that God has, it is a tall order and, and uh, I don't know about you, we got to work at it. We got to work at it. So let's, let's just look at this uh, just a little bit. Verses 1 through 8. Um, First Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. Let me remind you of, of this God kind of love. It said, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I, I am become as sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Now I want to shift it over to the Amplified because it does just that. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Brother Randy, I remember the lady that you asked uh, some time back, and this has been a long time back, and to share a devotion. Everything she shared, she was talking about kindness. Do you remember that? Uh, how everything ought to be handled with kindness. I, I never forgot that. You know, in a world in which we're seeing, you know, we that are operating in, in you know, sane minds, we, <laughs> you know, God has given us... You know, he hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a same sound mind. We that are, the world's not operating that way. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm wondering what in the world are people thinking about nowadays? But the reality is that, you know, we as the church, we've got to demonstrate the love of God because it's, it's a powerful force. When we came into this church, we 
had never been here before, but I want to tell you something. We, we really experienced the love of God through the, through the body of Christ. These pastors have, have uh, you know, put their hand of fellowship out. And, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm a fan of these pastors. I, I really am. I don't like flattery because I don't believe flattery comes from the heart. But I tell you, I love these two men right here. And we have good pastors in this church. Amen. We've got good ministry in this church. And I believe God's going to do something in this church. But we've got to be prepared for what God's doing. And will do. Love never is envious or boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or, or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love. God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy. Come on. You know, some Christians need to get a revelation because, man, you walk around them with eggshells, some people. Come on, give me an amen. Come on. You know, they're just so touchy, touchy, touchy. We're not supposed to be that way. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no, listen to this, it takes no account of, of an evil done to it. Wow. It pays no attention to the to a suffered wrong, it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevails. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It is, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. Glory to God. Love is a powerful force. It is, it is the very nature of God operating in us. And, and I want to tell you, people need to see that. Have, have you ever been around people and they, they just ooze the love of God? I mean, you, you just, it just oozes out of them. How many of you want to be that way? In, uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, And now by the faith, hope, charity, these three, you know what it says? But what? The greatest of these is charity. How many of you know you can't please God without faith? He that comes to God must believe that he is. You can't please God without faith. Faith is a powerful thing for us to be operating in. But the greatest of these 
is charity. Love is one of the greatest forces of the very divine nature of God. Sometime back, and this has been probably a year ago, I heard this, these phrase, and I want to touch on them a little bit tonight before we pray. And this is what I heard, and it just stuck in my spirit. You know how that happens. And the phrase was very simple. Love God, love others, make disciples. I was telling pastor in his office about that, and he said, that's the gospel. Love God, love others, make disciples. That's our mission, church. Amen? How, how many of you know that's our mission here on the earth? For us to love God, love others, and make disciples. Well, let's talk about loving God. And if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to Matthew 22. With me, Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. It says, but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were, they were gathered together. Let me tell you something about the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were so, so sad, you see. They couldn't even get along with each other. And they were, they were always endeavoring to trip up our Lord and Savior. Amen? That's pretty sad to see, isn't it? Then one of them, which was a lawyer. Now, you know, we think about lawyers, but this was an expert in the, in the Old Testament law. And ask him a question, tempting him, trying to get him into an argument or trying to trip him up in the law. And saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And, and uh, this is the first and great uh, commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Listen to this, because he put them to silence again. He said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In other words, love is the fulfillment of the law. He put them to silence again. Amen? That's, uh, that's pretty, pretty powerful. <laughs> In... Uh, in John 14, you got your Bibles, turn to John 14, verses 20, 21 through 25. Written in red. Everybody say, written in red. Jesus is, is, is here, he's, he's telling what it means to love God. He's explaining one of the elements of loving God, okay? He that hath my commandments and, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, 
He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to, to him. Jesus said unto him, not the Spirit, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you before uh, being yet present with you. So Jesus is saying, if we love God, we will keep his commandments. How many of you can say amen? How many of you know we're called to be doers of the word, not just hearers? And if we, we really want to demonstrate the love of God, we want to walk in the light of his word. It's a light unto our path. It, 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 it tells us the directions that we should go, how we should live. And, and so we're, we're uh, wanting to love God so we keep his commandments. We obey his teachings. I love the Amplified in verse 21. I want to read that to you. It says, a person who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love him. I love this. And will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's a powerful thing. Uh, you know, God making himself real to us. There's a song that, uh, a worship song that I can't get out of my spirit. It's, it's by Josh uh, Baldwin. It's, it's entitled Evidence. I don't know about you, but I see the evidence of God's love all over my life and all over. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the, the love of God because I want to obey his commandments. I want to walk in the light of his word and through the years God has manifested himself and made himself real unto me. How about to you? Amen. Glory to God. You know, when you think about grace and mercy and knowledge, those are things that would lead us to, to holiness. Those are the things that would lead us to godliness. Grace is not a license to live any way you want to live. I'm sorry, it's just not that way. Grace is the uh, ability for you to get up when you mess up and go on because God has called us to a life of holiness. He's called us to be doers of the word, not just hearers. And we're not to just live any way we want to live. That's what I love about these pastors. They watch for our soul and they tell us like it is. They're not afraid of the people. One of the things God spoke to me a long time ago, don't be afraid of the people. If we really love people, we'll tell them how it is. 
If you were headed to a danger uh, of a cliff and I just sit there and let you go off, how sad that would be. I'd be like the Pharisees and Sadducees. I'd be so sad, you see. No, I'm going to warn you. Hello? I'm going to warn you. What about loving others? Uh, Matthew 5. I, to I told you this is a tall order. Matthew 5, verses, uh, let's see, 43. You had heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say, and you love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the, the publicans the same. And if you salute your brother only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so. But if be you therefore perfect, even as your, your, your Father which is in heaven is perfect. The Amplified says in verse 48, it says, You therefore must be perfect, growing into complete maturity and godliness. In mind and character, having reached the, the proper height of, uh, of virtue and integrity as your heavenly Father is perfect. Wow. Growing up, growing up. That's what becoming a disciple is, following, following the Lord. Taking up our cross, denying ourselves, following the Lord. Love others. Love others. John 13, um, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Love is one of the greatest witnesses we have as children of God. Loving one another, the, the scripture says they will know that we are his disciples because of the love we have one for another. How many of you ever get a first opinion of somebody? Don't answer that. You know, you might have got a first opinion of me coming in here. You know what I found out? It is much easier to just love somebody instead of trying to just figure them out. Hello? Just love them. Just love them. Don't, you know, don't, uh, you know what people need? They need love. You know, I was talking earlier about praying for these uh, individuals. People got needs. They need somebody that has love that will intercede, hold them up. Make a covenant with yourself. Someone says you got to have two. Well, it's me, myself, and I. Make a covenant with yourself that you're going you're gonna to reach out and minister to people that are hurting. You're going you're gonna to love others. You're going to hold them up in your prayers. How many of you have been praying for Greg Calhoun? I mean, I pray for that man. He's in my, he's in my prayer uh, book, and, and I'm praying for him constantly. I, I'll send him a text. I prayed for you today. 
You know, when you see somebody going through a, a situation and somebody tells you something, the love inside of you ought to, ought to cause us to intercede because prayer is what we do on Wednesday night and it's one of the most powerful things that we could do. Someone said, well, all we can do is pray. That's one of the most powerful things we can do. Every revival that I've ever seen has been birthed out of people praying. First Thessalonians four, I've got to hurry. First Thessalonians four, verses nine and 10. As touching brotherly love, you, you need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed you, you do it toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia, which we uh, beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. What is, what is being said? We're, we're operating here at the palace with love, amen? How many of you feel the love of God in this church? I do. But here the scripture says we can increase more and more. When they come in here, they can, they can sense an oasis of God's love if, if we're just flowing in it. Amen? If we're flowing in it. You know, I'm just going to, when it comes to, my time's just about out. I want to touch this before we, before we come and pray. Make disciples. That's what we're here for. To reach out to the hurting. Jesus looked out at the multitudes. He says, they're, they're like sheep without a shepherd. They're just out there doing their own thing. They don't even realize many times the, the, the importance of the things that we, we experience as children of God. They're, they, they've got a, a, a blindfold over their minds and their eyes and they really don't see. And we need to pray and, and, and ask God to reach and give us a, a, a passion, a passion for the lost. We need to be witnesses everywhere we go. We need to talk to our neighbors. We need to be witnesses in Walmart. We need to be witnesses in the restaurant. Sometimes in the restaurant, I'll say, do you know my friend? They'll say, who's your friend? I say, the Lord Jesus. Just, you know, just be a witness wherever you're at. Do you remember the story of Lazarus and how that, you know, Jesus, he delayed his coming. But he said that sickness was not unto death. Four days he laid and Jesus came. He said, roll the stone away. And when he said, roll the stone away, they said, but, uh, but Lord, he's, he's, he stinketh by now. Nevertheless, they rolled the stone away and Jesus in the authority that he had, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible said he rose up, but he was bound. He was bound up. How many of you realize when people give their heart and their life to God, they still have 
a lot of grave clothes on. They have things in their life and, and we as the children of God have to be patient for them. We, we as the children of God, how many of you just got saved and you was there? Hello. You know, I, I, I remember when I got saved, man, my mind needed to be transformed. I remember my mind, I had stinking thinking and I needed to get into the word of God and my mind to be transformed transformed by the renewing of the word of God. Boy, I can't tell you how important the word is. It'll keep the world off of you. you stay out of the word, uh, word and you're going you're gonna to see the, the world's going to start creeping in. Keep our minds transformed. You know, there's people that come in and they got all kinds of baggage with them. And we got to be loving people that can care for them. And I, I love, I love these, uh, Dan and Cassidy and Christway and John 316 and all these ministries. Um, man, they're seeing people delivered out of the powers of darkness. And that, that, is, that is my heartbeat. How about you? That's my heartbeat to see people saved. See people born again. Glory to God. I'm done, but I'm not done. You know, I want to ask you to come tonight and pray. But as you come, I want you to think about what we preached and ministered tonight about the love of God inside of us. Jesus went about doing good, and you know something? We're called to go about doing good. We're to do good to all men, but you know God put emphasis on especially those of the household of faith. Let us, let us uh, ask God to help us increase in this love because it is, it is one of the most powerful forces of God's nature operating in us. Amen. So I want to ask you to stand and if you would come tonight, how many of you are ready to pray tonight? Maybe if brother would just put some music on and we'll just find a place to pray. And just pray and maybe there's, maybe you know somebody that's got a problem or a need and you can just intercede with them. Come on, let's just pray tonight.